Hi, Green Junkie. I'm your host, Stephanie Moran. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Carly Heiser, the founder of Cran Apparel. And we're going to have a conversation all about sustainable fashion. Carly is a mother of three, a pediatric nurse practitioner, and the founder of Cran Apparel. When Carly's son would not get dressed in the morning, I've been there. She created the best underwear for kids, super soft and durable. The boxer briefs quickly became a family and neighborhood favorite, prompting Carly to found her company. Last fall, Cran Apparel expanded to include 100% GOTS certified organic cotton sweatshirts, sweatpants, and joggers, the softest clothing for children with the most sensitive skin. Her company is a member of 1% for the planet. If you love learning new ways you can reduce your impact on the environment, please subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you get your podcast. That way you never miss another Green Living episode. Hi, Carly. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. So the first thing I would love for you to talk about is just kind of tell me a little bit about yourself and your family and how it is that you, you know, started on this sustainability green journey. Yeah. So my background is actually as a pediatric nurse practitioner. So I'm very into health and wellness. Um, So this is a little bit outside my normal comfort zone starting a business. So um, it started with my son, Reed, who you mentioned would not get dressed. And it was just the mornings were terrible. So we really kind of dug deeper to figure out what the problem was and eventually figured out it was the clothing itself. I also have two other kids, Rosie and Steele, um, and they also have sensitive skin. Ironically, one of Steele's first words was itchy. You know, definitely lets you know we are allergic, eczema-filled family. So that's why we're so passionate about finding things that work for kids with really sensitive skin. And how long have you had the store for? So we've been selling products for about a year, and it's been quite a journey. We make all of our products with our kids, and then they test them, and they are the harshest critics. (laughs) So I can guarantee that anything that we end up selling is truly kid-approved and very soft. And have you always, you know, I know you mentioned you're a nurse, but have you always been in the green living space, like, you know, at home, let's say composting or, you know, living more green, reusing stuff? Or did it really start when your kids were like, wow, I can't wear this clothing. I can't get dressed in the morning. Does that when you're kind of, you know, the sustainability journey started for you? Or was your family more conscious of the environment before that? Yeah, I think my family's always been pretty conscious just because my parents were like the best example of hippies. I just didn't understand everything that they were doing when I was a kid or how important it was. My first degree was actually in environmental studies and I loved it, spent a ton of time outside. But at that time, um, sustainable fashion wasn't as popular. So I didn't think twice about it. So really kind of circled back around when I discovered that my son was having so many issues with clothing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm, you know, we all start on this like sustainability green journey, like different ways, right? You know, some people it's, I grew up this way or some people it's because I had kids 
And I needed to change everything because I'm bringing this child in the world and other people's because my kids won't get dressed in the morning. You know what I mean? Like we all start somewhere. And I just love hearing all the different stories of how people started to get more passionate about the environment. So thank you for sharing that. So we're talking about clothing, you know, how you got started with your company. So can you explain to people like your definition of what you believe sustainable, you know, fashion, sustainable clothing is and what that looks like? Yeah, because there are so many definitions of what (laughs) sustainable is out there. To start off, I mean, sustainable would be using what's in your closet first. And then when we didn't have anything that was working for us in our closet, um, we searched further. So to find something that's sustainable would be something that can be done over and over again while reducing your impact on the environment and hopefully like maintaining your health. So for us, we look for natural fibers because they are biodegradable. We look for clothing that doesn't contain a lot of harmful chemicals. So they're chemicals that are used in processing clothing are not draining into the waterways and um, impacting the textile workers. So we do our best to really limit our impact. But as you're probably aware, anytime you are purchasing something, you are having some level of impact. You just want to make sure that what you purchase is meaningful and useful to you. Exactly. And I think that, you know, sometimes people go on the other end of the spectrum, like, I'm never going to buy something new again. And and I try to explain to people, it's not about not buying something new again. It's that when you do purchase that new product, having the least amount of impact, whether it's on the environment and, you know, whether it's environmental or, you know, human impact, you know, and for me personally, sustainable is wrapping that kind of together where there's the least amount of impact on the humans that are making the clothing and then also wrapping in, you know, using those natural fibers. So I love that you use certified organic cotton. I love that it's got certified. So would you be able to just kind of talk a little bit about what GOTS means and what that certification is exactly? Yeah. And why you decided to get it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) To my core, I'm a perfectionist. So if I'm going to go out and do something, I'm going to do it the best. So when I found out that the GOTS certification existed and it's considered kind of like the gold standard for organic clothing, that's where we were going. We're going for the best. So GOTS certification takes into consideration the environmental as well as the social impacts. So we wanted to make sure that the workers were treated fairly, that they're not working excessive hours and that the work conditions are up to a certain standard, um, as well as making sure that we're using things that aren't releasing a bunch of chemicals into the environment. So that's why we chose GOTS certified cause. No, and it is just side note. So uh, a friend of mine who I did do a podcast episode with, Lonnie Brown, I did episode number 31, What's Really Hiding in Your Home. You guys will get along so well. (laughs) You need to like find her on Instagram, Lonnie Brown. She also has not a clothing line, but interior, uh, interior decor and pillows and stuff like that. So it's all got certified as well. So you guys would get along great. <laughs> and so I love how you got started with your business. I Your clothing is super cute. So you started off with the like underwear, right? Like the boxer briefs type stuff. And then you expanded as you saw the need for this type of clothing. Because there's not a lot of, I mean... Not a lot. It's hard to find children's clothing that is good quality and not fast fashion. (laughs) It's like not easy to find. And it's even harder to find when they're not adults yet, but they're not babies anymore. That's even like harder to find. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's a so, challenge. Agreed. So our son Reed is now a size eight. So we were finding that he kind of grew out of the baby clothing brands that a lot of the times go up to like size five or six. So that's how we started making things for him. So once he discovered how much he loved the underwear, he was like, mom, I can't wear normal clothing anymore. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> so um, that's when we really started to expand. So everything is definitely tailored to kids that have sensitive skin or eczema. Everything's hundred percent cotton, which is usually recommended for kids with eczema. Right. Like you mentioned, it's just so much harder to find the older they get, unless they're into adult clothing. Yeah. And, you know, for me personally, underwear is like underwear and pajamas were the two things that if I could only buy organic, like certified organic and good quality was always pajamas and underwear. Like those are like the number one things. Yes. Sweatpants and joggers. I was like, we do buy for my kids a lot of, you know, we do do secondhand shopping, but we also, I do buy a lot of like sustainable clothing, you know, like the certified organics and natural stuff, but underwear for me were just so important. So I know you got started because your son wanted to put his underwear, but like, do you feel that underwear and pajamas are kind of like the two, if somebody had to choose, let's say I can either get underwear and pajamas because my budget doesn't allow me to buy all the clothing sustainably made. Do you feel that underwear and pajamas are like two of the ones that people should invest more in? I do, especially the underwear because it's the closest Mm -hmm. to your skin. And a lot of the chemicals that are present in traditional clothing contain endocrine disruptors, which can impact how a kid develops. So there's not a lot of research on how much it develops uh, or impacts development, but it's not something I really wanted to risk. Like I want (laughs) the closest thing to their skin to be non-toxic. And then same thing with pajamas, you know, they're sleeping in it all night long. We don't know how much the chemicals in clothing impacts their skin. Just know that they spend a lot of time in their pajamas, you know, definitely want to make sure that they're comfortable at night and sleeping well. Exactly. I'm kind of the same mindset. Like why take the chance? If I have the the financial means to get the organic cotton underwear and pajamas and they're cute and nice and my kids will wear them, then why not do it? You know, that's kind of how I kind of, you know, approach a lot of things. I, I can get the, the pajamas and the underwear. And also my daughter is older. So she wanted to have like tank tops and like, you know, the little, you know, I guess they're called training bras. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so I made sure that they were organic cotton, like a hundred percent. I was like, there's, you know, there's other cute ones out there. And I was telling EJ, you got to go that route. It's just, let's not take a chance, you know, like you're growing, you're developing. So that was another thing now that she's 11, <laughs> that I was very adamant when it came to the organic cotton that we also got the organic cotton and uh, got certified as well. So, and so you mentioned non-toxic, you mentioned um, like chemicals and the impact it can have on humans, but also on the environment. So you have sustainable clothing, which means it's made of, you know, the natural fibers and all that kind of stuff. So what would be not toxic, I guess, I don't want to say toxic, but clothing that, you know, might not be made of natural fibers. Like what's the impact of buying those potentially that clothing? Like what is non-toxic clothing? Do you is that for you sustainable as well? Or is it just another piece of sustainable? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, so I, 
I think um, the non-toxic piece is definitely a part of sustainability. And for us, again, like it started with my son's skin still reacting to like clothing that was just 100% cotton and not free of harmful chemicals. So like some of the things that have been found in clothing that's really kind of frightening is like high levels of lead in fast fashion, PFAS, which can be like in water repellent clothing, formaldehyde, you know, that like new clothing smell that you experience in the stores, just so many different chemicals. Like I read over 8,000 chemicals can be used in manufacturing clothing. And that's really quite frightening because you don't know what's in your clothing. And it's also not even, you know, even if you're using natural fibers, like let's say conventional cotton, yes, it's natural, but the chemicals, like the harmful chemicals are using on growing that cotton is also very high. So it's not even, you know, that we're using synthetic fibers. It's also some of the natural fibers can also be laced with a lot of questionable chemicals as well that is being put on our skin, correct? Correct. Yep. When you look at natural versus let's say synthetic. So a lot of companies now are using like the recycled plastic water bottles for their clothing. So I haven't done any episodes on really on microplastics. So I'd like to just maybe touch on that a little bit because you went the route of using the certified organic cotton, right? But there's a lot of companies out there. I own leggings that are made of recycled water bottles. So what is the problem that you foresee with using a lot of these like polyesters, um, recycled materials? Like what is the impact on us? What could be the impact on our water when it comes to these, this clothing that a lot of people are making now? Yeah. And so um, I think the problem is really twofold. And for us, um, our number one priority was to get our kids dressed. So they needed to be comfortable. So we started by taking out the polyester. Polyester tends to trap in moisture. And when the moisture is trapped, it makes skin feel like very like sweaty and irritated and just not very happy. So we started by taking out the polyester. And as we did more research, we really discovered that There's a great environmental impact because there's so much polyester in our clothing. So what happens is every time you wash your clothes, little tiny fibers are released and those fibers make their way into our water. So it's estimated that textiles produce 35% of microplastic pollution and polyester really hasn't been around for that long. So it's a little bit terrifying to think about what the environmental and health consequences are going to be. Right. And do you have a, like, not necessarily a solution, but like a recommendation for people, like if they are buying polyester or like, should we buy less polyester? Are there companies out there that can help with trapping the tiny fibers when you're washing them? Yeah. So as much as possible, like I recommend using natural fibers just because they'll biodegrade over time. Um, It's more difficult to recycle polyester clothing over and over. There's only so many times that you can recycle polyester clothing. So for things like leggings, yes, makes sense. Like polyester is like nice and stretchy, definitely makes like good athletic apparel. So if you have some like leggings that you love and are not willing to part with, I would recommend using something like the Guppy Friend, which is like a little bag you can put them in. Um, and that traps the microplastics. So they're not released or something like the Cora ball. There are also filters that you can put on your washing machine. So yeah. I have so not, the, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, was saying, I have not personally tried the filters, but it would be interesting. 
old gods have fallen and the world descends into turmoil. But amidst nations rallying their armies, a nefarious cult hell-bent on chaos and the new gods attempting to seize control of it all. A spark of hope arises. We are the agents of repair and we vow to contest these evils to make the world a better place no matter what stands in our way. Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast across all podcasting platforms. Yeah, I haven't tried the filter. I do have a guppy friend bag. I have two of them. And if anybody's wondering, it's just like a big, you know, like lingerie bags. You want to put your delicates like in a little bag, just to explain to the audience. It's kind of like that, but really big. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what you just put anything that's synthetic in it and you put it in the wash and you wash it. And what it does is those synthetic fibers will now not go out into the water. They'll stay in the bag. But I do have a tip for everybody because I wasn't sure how to get the fibers out of the bag. So oh. <laughs> I tried to figure it out. And I was like, okay, I have to wait till they dry. Because so I was trying to get them out when I just took it out of the dryer, out of the washing machine. And everything was wet. And I was like, this isn't working. I don't like this guppy friend bag anymore. And then I realized... <laughs> I just have to let the bag dry and then I shake the bag and all the fibers fall to the bottom of the bag. And then I scoop them out and I put them in the garbage. And then you're going to have people say, well, you're putting it in the garbage. Well, I'd rather the little microfibers end up, I guess, in the garbage than in the water because we drink the water. If it ends up in the ocean, the, the fish and are eating the microfibers and then we're eating the fish. So it's just a cycle, right? So make sure to put your microfibers in the garbage and wait until the bag dries. That's that's my pro tip. I don't know if you have any tips on how to use a guppy <laughs> bag, but I really like it. And one thing that a lot of people use, I know it's not clothing related, is they people use a lot of, you know, those synthetic, you know, to clean your house. A lot of, I don't even know what they're called. The different companies that use like the microfibers to like clean. So yeah. it's great to have a guppy bag because I just put all my microfibers in the bag when I wash them. And that's what led me to get the guppy friend bag because I realized I had those microfiber cloths and I'm like, I keep washing them. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need a guppy friend bag to put them in. And that's what led me to buy mine. But have you used the coral ball? So for anyone listening, a coral, it's almost like, is it made of plastic or is it, have you used it before? I haven't used it. I was reading about it. Um, yeah, I, think- I have too. Yeah. So have tried the guppy friend, but have not tried the Cora ball. So that and the filter are on my like list of things I'd love to try. <laughs> so anyone listening, it's just a ball you put in the washing machine and it bangs against your clothing. And then from what I understand, you, everyone can Google it to find more information. It hits the clothing and kind of traps the, the fibers into the ball. So they're not ending up in your water. I would think the bag probably does a better better job because it's in a bag, but that's also an option as well. I've never tried it, but it's something that I would like to try as well. And I did see the filter. I was just figure, trying to figure out how would this fit into my, <laughs> into my laundry room? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I feel like microplastics are our conversation that is coming up more and more now. And people are starting to be like, okay, maybe we should move more towards the natural fibers, right? Talking about clothing and, you know, what is, if you could give like one tip, you know, or maybe more than one, because I like lots of tips. Yeah. 
<laughs> your favorite tips. Let's say favorite tips. So I'm not yeah. like maxing you out. Like when it comes to sustainable clothing, when it comes to lowering your impact on the environment, when it comes to fashion, what are a couple of tips that you could offer people that might be a little bit overwhelmed with the information out there? Yeah, I would say like, first and foremost, use what you have in your closet. I think most people would be really surprised by how many pieces of clothing they actually wear. So I would go through your closet, figure out what you have. And if you're not using it, like swap with friends, that's really the most sustainable way to go. And then after that, after you've like used what you had, you swapped with friends, then look for sustainable companies. And definitely my tip would be to keep in mind the ethical piece as well. And then look for certifications like Okio Tech Certified or um, Got Certified. Definitely want to make sure that you're purchasing something that has a certification just so you know that what you're getting is actually organic and ethically produced. Yeah. And is there any other fibers that, that you either tested or that you do like, but you're just sticking with the certified organic for now. Are there other natural fibers that you like? We use um, tensile lyocell as well, which is super soft, especially when blended with organic cotton. And then we also have one of our t-shirts is an organic cotton hemp blend. And I love that t-shirt for children because it is so durable. So hemp, hemp is a good one too. So I have my opinions on bamboo, but I would love to know what, you know, we kind of went off track. I was asking like your tips and I'm like, I have another question. (laughs) Um, We'll go back to the tips. What is your thoughts on bamboo as a clothing? Yeah. So we do not personally use bamboo. Um, So bamboo grows really quickly, but it is a plant and it's kind of tough. It takes a lot of processing to get to a soft material. In my personal opinion, it's not quite as durable as tensile lyocell or tensile modal. So we tend to shy away from bamboo just because of the amount of processing and the chemicals that have to be used to make it into a really soft product. Right. And I've also done, when I've done like some research on bamboo, like a lot of water is used, I believe, in the process of creating that bamboo. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to turn that plant into fabric. Right. And that's always what, when I would get clothing, like, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I bought bamboo clothing and stuff like that, but I always wondered, that was always my question. Like you're a really big plant. (laughs) You become a washcloth. Like, like this is like the weird questions I ask myself. Sometimes like, how did that happen? Like what needs to happen for that to become that? Does a water, does a lot of water have to be used? Do chemicals have to be used? Because yes, it might be quote unquote natural, but if you have to, the bamboo's not being sprayed, right? That's not being sprayed. It's once it's cut down, (laughs) what, like I was always questioning, like what harmful chemicals could be used in the processing. And that was always my question. Yes, it's natural because it's coming from bamboo, but what is being used in that process? And so that was when I came to like realize like maybe I'll just like stick with the organic cotton and the more natural fibers. Like I like linen and stuff like that. I like hemp. And the other ones you mentioned that I probably going to not say correctly, so I won't. Um, (laughs) But that was always a question I had was about what is being used. So that's why I don't really use it that often because I'm just wondering how sustainable it actually is. Yeah, no, I agree. I think in the future, there's going to be a shift towards different fibers. I think hemp is becoming really popular, especially because it doesn't require as much water to grow. So it's a really great option. 
So back to our tips. Uh, <laughs> I love yeah. how you said like shop your closet, right? And I think yeah. people miss that sometimes where it's, you have that clothing in your closet. If you love it, then wear it. If you don't swap with your friends, you can donate it to like local thrift shops. Or if you know that there are stores that take clothing, like small local businesses that take clothing, that's also a great option as well. So any other tips that you could offer when it comes to fashion for kids, for adults? Yeah. So, I mean, we go like pretty simple because I want to be able to mix and match what I have in my closet and make sure that I'm getting as much out of a certain piece as I can. So I'm pretty big into keeping it simple um, and then just kind of sticking with a color palette that works for you so that you can kind of mix and match and make like a bunch of different outfits out of a couple of different things. Yeah. And I think that the biggest problem, well, there's a lot of problems with fast fashion, but (laughs) one of them being it's fast (laughs) and, (laughs) you know, it's that constant, the trends, right? Like, oh, I need to keep up with the Joneses, you know, like I need to like keep getting the new trends, but, you know, sustainable fashion has come a long way from like 10 years ago, even, you know, you can find some really cool stuff now that is more trendy, but also classic where it could still last. It's not that, you know, five minute trend where like the puffy, I don't know, I'm just going to make like the trends at one point were like, you know, say really big shoulders, like that didn't last very long. And then say all these companies are making that. Well, you could potentially find something similar to that in the sustainable world, but it's more classic. So it'll last longer. And that's also why I'm so attracted to like the sustainable fashion, because it's not always the real trendy thing that might die out in like a month. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Like leaning into your personal style and just loving what you have. Right. Like I love jogging pants. So <laughs> in style for like a really long time. <laughs> leggings too. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anybody says that like leggings are not cool. They are cool to me and I'm going to keep wearing them. <laughs> love that. So um, as we like close out, I would love for you to share with everyone where they can find you and anything else you want to let people know about, about your brand, social media, where they can find you, your website and stuff like that. Yeah. So you can find us at www.cran, which is C-R-A-N-N apparel.com. We're also at Cran Apparel on Instagram and on Facebook. We have a line launching in the fall that has some new like nature inspired prints. So I'm super excited about that and just looking forward to doing like a little bit more mixing and matching. Oh, I love it. And I have one more question. Sorry, everybody. You mentioned prints. So that's also another issue within fashion, like the print that's used on like clothing. So what are you doing differently for prints that would make it a little bit more sustainable? So we use low impact dyes for everything that we do. It's all done at the GOT certified factory. So they very nicely make sure that what the, the chemicals that they're using are not harmful or at least not known to be harmful to humans. Perfect. That was my last question, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for being on again. You can find Carly at Cran Apparel on social media and also on her website. And you can check out all the awesome clothing that they have for kids. So if you are looking for more green living and non-toxic inspiration, I have a couple of other episodes you might be interested in. Number 31, I mentioned earlier, what's really hiding in your home with Lonnie Brown. 
Uh, number 30, we also talk a bit about fashion, changing the fashion game with Camille Lee. And number 22 is a solo episode with me, Eco Impact of Fast Fashion. You can stay connected with me, Stephanie, on Instagram at Green Junkie Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie Podcast on the platform you are listening on. If you're curious about zero waste living, sustainable fashion, or wondering how to read food cleaning and product labels, I've got you covered. For direct access to me, your green living expert, click the link in the show notes where you can ask me questions and get a customized plan on how you can live a greener life. Hop on a one-on-one call with me or ask me your questions via email if Zoom is not your thing. I will be your personal hashtag green Google and you can pick my brain. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. Green.